The Everyman Podcast. <laughs> DC Daryl Campbell. What's shaking? Big bacon. Man, I am just enthralled with talking about Andy McKay. Andy. Andy. Andy, Andy McKay. Uh, so, a uh, special episode here of the Everyman Podcast today. Um, you know, you're listening to this, obviously, if you're hearing this, you're only hearing this on the audio version. So, um, yeah. you know, the intro uh, to the podcast now are just going to be on the audio. Um, you know, the whole the whole interview is on there. But if you want to if you want to really enjoy this uh, podcast, check out the video version because, uh, yes. you know, we had a lot of fun. We had some we had some laughs. We were silly. We, we let did. loose. We got into a lot of a lot of crazy stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, of course, Andy McKee plays this out so oh, um you know that's only available on the youtube version of the podcast so you know if you're enjoying this the, the pod uh you know we thank you obviously for hopping in the cosmic canoe with us grab yes. a paddle put that safety yeah. vest on safety first and then teamwork yeah. you know leave a review in your favorite podcast app of choice you know yes. hit the bell on the youtube give us I'm a subscribe double. twitch this friday 8 p.m eastern Do it. big things happening get in there andy mckee live on the everyman podcast Bye. and let me tell you something um, I love Andy. I love talking to him. I love I, I love listening to him play. And um, special guy, dude. He's just a beautiful man, inside and out. Just a beautiful man. Great spirit about him. And you know, it just so happens that he's a freaking genius, a freaking genius, man. Yeah, he's. Uh, <laughs> and we don't use that loosely. The man is. Uh, he's onto something. <laughs> She's. He awesome. is onto something. So he's awesome. Um, you know, we're not going to waste any more time here. Uh, we just want to get to it. But before. We get to it. Uh, that's called a pregnant pause there. Pregnant. That's also a pregnant pause. Pregnant. You feel like it can't go on any longer, and that's when you cut it, the pregnant pause. Um, again, you know, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. You know, if this is the first time you're checking out the Everyman Podcast, welcome to the Cosmic Canoe. Welcome. You are anointed as a cosmic canoeer. Uh, that is just how the canoe rose. Um, it is. And, uh, you know, we encourage you to check out some of the, the past episodes in the archives. You know, uh, recent Between the Barry to Me uh, singer-songwriter oh, yeah. Tommy Rogers, uh, John Petrucci, Mike Mangini, James Labrie of Dream Theater, oh, yeah. future astronaut Dylan Dickstein, all yeah. sorts of great entrepreneurs, Every man and every woman mm-hmm. uh, from all backgrounds, shapes, sizes, and, uh, you know, phenotypes. I like that word, phenotypes. Yeah. You know, I'm not exactly sure what a phenotype is. I know it's something about being something. So Could, could, it, could it go along with what we said on the pod? Tunes? Well, I did, I did, uh, yeah, I I am, I am definitely going (laughs) to refer to music as tunes henceforth. A phenotype could be a tune, right? A tune, a phenotype, maybe? I don't know. I I have to look that up. So, uh, thank you for hopping in the Cosmic Canoe with us. And uh, with that being said, let's kick it to our interview with Mr. Andy McKee. It's already been kicked. The Everyman Podcast. Yeah, here, here we, we are. Uh, today, very special episode. Uh, returning to us from a faraway, faraway land yes. in the Midwest there. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Andy McKee. He needs no introduction. Andy, how are you, brother? I'm good. The land of Oz. That's where I'm from. The Kansas. land of Oz. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Love it. So, um, you know, for anybody who's who's listening to the show and they've never heard of Andy McKee, um, Check out, maybe pause this episode, check out episode 23. Andy was on in, in the in the archives there. We had a great conversation kind of about his rise to where he is today and, and kind of how he came about. But real quick, you know, uh, you are one of the best 
best known, you know, uh, acoustic guitar players on the planet. I mean, one of one of everybody everybody I talk to that's a musician when they're like, oh, who, you know, who's been on the show? And you say Andy McKean, they're like, oh, man, I love that guy. Like, you're always the one. Everybody, it doesn't matter if I'm talking to, you know, metal musicians or, you know, even like the marketing uh, guys behind, uh, that are helping us out, you know, they're uh, they're like, oh, man, we love Andy McKean. It's like, really? Even you guys know. Like, so <laughs> it's uh, it's so cool. It's so cool to have you on. And, um, you know, NAM 2020, you were the first person that I knew because I'm always wondering who's going to be the first person I bump into that I know who's going to be, you know, the, the first guy. And I was like, oh, look, it's Andy McKee. It was like we're off to the races. So <laughs> what's been going on with you since uh, since Nam, my brother? Well, uh, let's see. I guess that's like the third week of January, right? Yep. Been right at the like end. That, so. Back in um, the old, the pre-uncertain well, times. <laughs> yeah. Well, feels like it was like seven years ago or something. I know. <laughs> uh, well, um, yeah, you know, Nam was pretty fun. You know, it's always a good time for me. It's if, if any of your listeners don't know what that is, it's like this um, National Association of Music Merchants. It's like all the new products and stuff get shown off, and so I usually go there to you know play guitar for for people and stuff at their booths. You know, companies that I endorse and all that. And uh, so anyway, uh, it's it's always pretty fun. But I, I just love it mostly because I get to see friends, you know, that are other musicians that you know maybe you don't see them until the next Nam show. Um, so it's, it was a lot of fun again, you know, we do a lot of partying and having good food and drink and all that stuff. So yep. it's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. It's um, Sunday and by Sunday, everybody rolls around. It's like, oof, it's getting pretty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, do we have to go into the NAMM show? I know <laughs> this year, this year I, I, I skipped the, the previous year. So I, I named very hard on Friday night Nam. and I woke up Saturday. I was like, you know what? We're going to get a late start today. It's going to be uh, yeah. going to be a late start. But uh, yeah. So, you know, at NAMM, you, you were introducing your signature model uh, for Greenfield Guitars. And I got a chance to walk by the booth and check them out from a distance. You know, I didn't want to get my grubby drummer hands all over them. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's a beautiful instrument, man. Tell, tell us a little bit about, you know, your new signature model and, and, you know, a little bit about that process. I know you've got some awesome videos. I was actually watching them earlier. Um, you've got some awesome videos talking about it. And one of the, before you tell me about that, I want to say, I thought it was in, just genius that, that beveled edge and the mm-hmm. way that it's painted black, it looks like it, it, it cut. You can't really tell it's not part of the body. It's just very clever. And, uh, you know, I was always like, God, what a perfect idea. I wish I had that when I was playing guitar. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah. So my, my signature guitar is with, uh, it's, it's just one guy really. His name's Michael Greenfield. Um, and so he's got this, uh, uh, what do you call it? brand called Greenfield guitars. Um, he's based in Montreal, and I've been working with them, I guess, for something like 10 years now, getting pretty close to there. And uh, I just, I, I saw his guitars, you know, in 2004, so 16 years ago, and was just amazed, you know, with the way they looked. They really looked like pieces of art as well as beautiful, you know, instruments. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I got a chance to play them and was just amazed with the way they sound and played as well. So they're just these uh, really exceptional handmade acoustic guitars. And so, uh, yeah, you know, I, I've been playing them for quite a while. And then just, uh, I guess a couple of years ago, we started talking about doing a signature model. And so uh, we did that, you know, and it, it just came out. Um, it was announced at the NAMM show back in January. And so, uh, you know, it's just a huge honor to be associated with such a great guitar, you know. And um, I've, I've, I've got uh, about five of his guitars here, including a heart guitar, which is a wild you yeah, know, guitar with extra harp strings yeah. and stuff. So, <laughs> now is that your yeah. first signature product you've launched at Nam? Yeah, it is actually. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Man. congratulations. Sweet. 
Thank you. Sweet. Yeah, yeah, they're really exceptional guitars, man. And this website's Greenfield Guitars. If any of your listeners want to check it out, so absolutely. Yeah, that's that's. Um, you know, I had a chance when I was there was, uh, to talk to, with uh, Craig Blundell, and he was right after he went. He was interviewing with me. He went and did uh, his you know snare drum, and uh, just just knowing like you know fans. You know, we're all fans too. You know. And uh, to be there and, and launch a product, it's just got to be a, that's that's got to be a surreal moment for you. Even after everything you've you know, you know all the uh, the playing with Prince and you know things like that, it, even that must be pretty cool. Yeah, man, just the, the hits keep coming. I don't know. It just seems like everything I ever wanted to do on the music thing just keeps happening. It's I feel very fortunate, you know, like that. Well, you know, I was on that topic. I was kind of thinking, like, man. You know, he's really he's done it all. He's yeah, you know, he's he's mastered mastered it all. I was like, what would what would really be surprising? I was like, you know, Andy McKee should get like an eight string and start doing death metal. Nobody would be, <laughs> no, no, no one would expect that. Like that could be the final frontier. And I so just I don't know. I don't know if you've thought about it, but I was thinking, you know, it could be an option. You know, if you're yeah, man. That could be a thing. Shoot, I don't know if I'm angry enough, but well, that's what I mean. You could you could bring your you, you know you would bring your your passion and your and your thoughtfulness to uh, to the to the genre. I think it would be a, quite a treat. That could be a new thing. Shoot, yeah, <laughs> oh, I am. I am. I've been working actually on on some new music. Uh, you know, and and have been for a little while. Um, but some of it's kind of '80s synth inspired. You know, so that's kind of a a weird twist. And uh, I'm even doing some stuff that's kind of just really like new agey. Stuff you'd hear like at the spa, you know, when you get a massage. <laughs> hey man, you know how many you know how many spas are out there? They they're always buying music, so right. not a bad idea. You could you could do that for you could do that for a long time. Relaxing minds everywhere. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Might need it these days. Yeah, yes, for real. Yeah, therapeutic. Well, it's you know I I you know we were talking about this. Uh, we had we had Tommy Rogers from Between the Bear to Me on a few weeks ago, and uh, we were talking about how sometimes. For me, at least, music kind of like all it'll attach itself to a certain period of my life or a certain experience, um, and then it's hard for me to not associate that going forward, you know. Mm -hmm. And this yeah. is one of those times where I think a lot of art um, is going to be. There hasn't been like that. I don't know. Maybe it, it has happened yet, and I just haven't seen it. But I think you know this is going to make for a lot of really interesting creative uh, works over the next you know couple of years of people being inspired and just oh, yeah. this whole you know. We joke about it all the time, like not the situation, but we joke the the, the term "uncertain circumstances." You know, it's like it's a uncertain time, like it's a copywritten yeah. phrase you can't say. Yeah, so we, we like we just we just refer to it as the uncertain circumstances. Um, like every commercial right now starts with that phrase. Like, it's so oh, yeah. weird. I just think these uncertain times. I know, but it's just I just downy dryer sheets. Yeah, you should. My favorite one is the one. It's like. In these uncertain times, you shouldn't have to worry about toilet paper. And it's like the bears, like with wiping their butts. And I'm like, you're right. I shouldn't. I shouldn't have to worry about toilet paper. It's. Uh, I'll tell you. Yeah. What a treat. So, um, you know, <laughs> and and before I forget, man, uh, a couple weeks ago we have a we have a, our Twitch show on the Everyman Podcast on Twitch Fridays at 8 p.m. Uh, 8 p.m. Oh. Eastern, and uh, we were talking about your your appearance coming up, and yeah, uh, I was I was playing the training montage video, and that is oh. like one of my favorite. Yeah. I told you, you know, on the side last time, I was like, dude, that's one of my. I know of all the great music you've done, that is like probably the thing I watch the most of yours. Um, 
Right so on. that's that's a, <laughs> yeah. that's killer, man. I hope. So when you said it's like you've got synth inspired music, I'm like, really? Okay. Yeah, and that might get on there, man. Because uh, yeah, actually, it, you know, it uh, should. Vince Nicola, um, the, the guy that wrote that music, he was at my guitar camp uh, last year uh, as a special guest. You know, talking about composing and stuff. Oh and, yeah. Dude. So uh, that's amazing. You know, I, I mentioned the idea to him, and he seemed open to it. So uh, maybe we could do like a, a, a duet, sort of new take on it. You know. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Before right. Yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah. Track five, War, Vince Dakota. Mm-hmm. Get it. It's a classic. Get it. War you know, we, we Daryl and I are really passionate movie fans, and especially action movies and stuff. And I know, I know you're a fan oh, yeah. of that stuff too. And yeah. we've been on the Steven Seagal kick lately. Oh my god. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I wanted to, you know, I, I, I see. You know, are you, a, are you a Seagal fan? Am I going to get in trouble? No, 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 this is, no, man. No tell us. Be you honest, say whatever you want. Really this, you're, in the cos- fan, no. you're in the cosmic canoe. Uh-huh. That's, that's, that's okay, man. That's great. He's, yeah, uh, yeah. we just, we love the fact that he's like, he's like a renaissance man. He's got, he's got a, he's got an album out. He oh, does, he's, dude. uh, oh, yeah. he's a blues guitarist. He's, you know, Mojo Priest is his name, his stage name. Yeah. He's, <laughs> well, yep. He's, you know, he's a man of the law. He's just, he's, 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 right. he's you know what I mean? It's a great, it's a great time, but I've been watching all these, <laughs> I've been watching all these old action movies, you know, like, uh, you know, Seagal movies and I was watching Invasion USA and just, and, and then like I got, was watching John cause I was, I was off work, you know, with the pandemic and all that stuff. So, yeah. you know, be productive, but at a certain point you got to watch, you know, some Chuck Norris movies, but got to. all these, all those movies back then, man, had just such an over the top badass soundtrack. And I, I listened back to that and I think about movies like Commando that I used to watch all oh, the time yeah, as a kid. Dude. And then oh, I'm yeah, like, yeah. no wonder I have the musical taste that I do. Cause I used to watch that <laughs> and Power Rangers all the time. And it was just yeah, like, you're just like just shredding all the time since I was five years old. Um, but, dude, speaking of Commando, if I get, I got to tell you a real quick little, so my dad used to work for the state of Kansas as a gas pipeline inspector and he was issued a camcorder as part of his job. And so, we would sometimes like copy movies that we rented, you know, and so we'd end up with these mixtapes. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Of '80s movies, and so yep. I had one that had Commando, Rambo Two, and Pee Wee's Big Adventure on it. It was like, <laughs> oh, sweet, oh my dude. god, how much did you watch that? <laughs> <laughs> god, you still have the tape? Jeez, I'd love yeah. to. Yeah, that's that's like a, you know, and it's funny you you bring up that idea. The, the mixtape thing because like you know i'm i'm 30 so i i had some of that a little bit of that because my brother is older he's mm-hmm. six years older than me so he i was always you know you know you always try to be like your older brother whatever but you know like vhs tapes to all that stuff and you know i remember like <laughs> making like like a crazy kid watching pro wrestling and like Oh, I got to record this segment. It's, I'm gonna need to watch this later, and then like having these mixtapes of just like crazy shit, on, yeah, like dude. you know. And then you, and then like I found one of the tapes, and I'm watching. I'm like, what was I even? Wh- which part of this was I filming? You know, like recording. You do, you just. <laughs> and, and, and it, it, I think it like I think that's like well, I guess now you have everybody making videos and stuff, but um, I don't know. There's just something charming yeah. about that idea of a mixtape to me. Yeah, trying to capture the best moments and things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Missing 10 seconds. Dude, I remember like, I yeah. did like like VHS. I was recording. I had like my highlight tape from high school 
and it went like right into like Ninja Turtles. Like, <laughs> <laughs> How does this happen? Uh, <laughs> we got to get a new tape, mom. <laughs> <laughs> or you know, you'd stay up late and try to watch like Cinemax and get oh, a little, dude, yeah, yeah, little breasts maybe on a on a. You on get a that. Cassette. You get that. Uh, you get that pixelated, and then you know that was the other thing. You yeah. could, you'd like because you know you'd, the pay per view channels. You you you'd like you, if you if you left it on there long <laughs> right, enough, right. you caught it. You know, there's like whoa. You know, and, and I just saw, you know, 20 seconds of Men in Black 2 or something, you know, yeah, yeah. or, uh, or, yeah. or otherwise, but, uh, That's awesome. yeah, there's a whole, there's a whole, uh, you know, a whole can of fun that people are missing out on that, that so much. having to go out and find Those things, you know, Those were the days. Yes, sir. well, even, even like, you know, yes, I mean, like, like guitar hunting, it's like not a hunt anymore. Or any yeah. anything like you used to have to like I'm gonna go I'm looking for a guitar I'm gonna go here and then I'm gonna go here and then next weekend I'm gonna go here and here and here and then you you know now it's just like you walk into the same you know there's obviously there's some great boutique stores around the country but uh, for the most part not so much and uh, everything's just like ah it'll just come to me and then you get this crazy you know lime green Ibanez with scalped fretboard like it just the crazy <laughs> whatever whatever unique item you want now you know yeah yeah. It's all online. Anything all online. Want. Anything you want. Yep. Anything you want. So, speaking of online, man. So, I know that obviously, you know, live performances have been affected for everybody, and uh, you know, we have a lot of musicians on the show, obviously, and a common theme has been like adapting, you know, and 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 you know, here in the Cosmic Canoe, we talk a lot about you know overcoming these kind of things that pop up and. I've always kind of had, uh, you know, it beaten into my head, uh, you know, like if you're going to be a musician, you got to have something else going because, you know, you can't rely on it. I'm sure you know that you've heard the same things, you know, growing up. And uh, mm-hmm. now more than ever, it's really evident of that, that like, you know, a lot of, I've seen a lot of my friends have to re- repurpose, retool, figure what they're going to do out and it's really affected their lives. And um, I'm curious, you know, like what's this... How has this affected you as, you know, your business and Andy McKee as a, as a, as a entity or whatever you want to, you know, call that, um, Mm -hmm. what's this been like for you as a, as a, you know, really as a entrepreneur? Um, well, it's, uh, it's, it's been okay for the most part. Um, my last shows, uh, were, I think it was like mid February or so, and it was actually in Japan and it was two nights at this really classy jazz club called the cotton club in tokyo and sounds like a and before i time. even went there oh yeah it was like uh it's this stuff was starting to, you know it was like in the news of course mid-february and um some places were starting to make changes and stuff and so i was even debating whether they even go out there and uh but i ended up doing it but while i was there i played two nights at this club so it was like while i was there they shut down all the schools you know and i was like oh man what is this is really wild you know um, and I was like, man, should I just skip the second night and come home now? I mean, what, what are you, you know, talking to my manager, like what's going on? Um, but you know, I was able to do both the shows and, and then get back. And then I've just been here ever since, you know? Um, but I've been, just, I've been trying to do a few things, you know, seeing what kind of sticks, you know, I was doing, uh, uh, live streams on Facebook every Monday and I'm kind of taking a break from that. You know, I didn't want to sort of overdo it, but, yeah. uh, you know, did that for like probably a couple of months or so. Um, but taking a little break, break from that, um, I did a couple of instructional videos that I put up on uh, YouTube for a couple of different tunes, uh, broken down into like three different videos just to 
give people things to do and all that. And, uh, cool. yeah. So, you know, those things have been good. And I had like sort of a tip jar, you know, just to, if people wanted to do that, but you know, it was always like, you know, if you're, if you feel like you want to and you can, you know, cause I know it's crazy right now, but, uh, right. but that was, you know, that was actually pretty good. Um, and so things have been all right. And, you That's know, good. I still get like some royalties and stuff from my music and, uh, um, but one, one of the big, the biggest thing, I guess, really, I guess for the last couple months, I've been, uh, shooting these videos for this, uh, true fire channel. True fire is a, uh, an instructional website, truefire.com. Um, they got all these great guitar players on there with, uh, instructional courses and stuff. And I'm going to start this, uh, channel on there where it's a, it's like, I'm going to have, when I launch probably 30 some videos on there. Sweet. Um, yeah. And you can subscribe to it. It'll, we'll keep the price really low. And every week I'll put up a new video. There'll even be an option to do individual lessons, uh, stuff like that. So, That's and I awesome. used to teach guitar That's for sweet. like 20, 20 years or so, uh, or 17 years or something before I really took off, you know, with, with performing. So I'm really comfortable as an instructor. And so it's kind of fun really in a way to get back into that and show people how to play finger sound guitar. You know? Cool. Well, that's you know that's one of the things I, I was thinking about because I watched one of your new instructional videos uh, upstairs uh, before we before I came down here and uh, into the the everyman layer and um, I was thinking like man you're so this was like so natural for you to be sitting there explaining what to do and you had such a nice teaching cadence you know I think as a, as somebody who's uh, been a you know I'm still a student you know uh, we all are uh, to an extent yeah. but um, you know I still take lessons every now and then when I can. Um, there's there's a certain you know flow that you need to have to help people learn you know and you really you really have that and i'm i'm watching you play and i'm it's like it's funny you know i do play a little bit of you know a little little guitar and it's like i said last time you're on the pod like when when i was working in the music store and we all saw your videos for the first time everybody's smacking the shit out of their guitars all of a sudden everybody's <laughs> trying to be andy mckee you know and you just there's something about your playing um and uh you know compared to other you know great talented guitar like when i watch john petrucci for example i don't feel inspired to play guitar because he's so it's just different his way of playing you know i'm like wow that's a that's amazing i'm gonna watch this like a sport but when you play you're it's still so technically amazing and impressive but it makes me want to play and it's weird and um i'm sure a lot of other people feel the same way and so it's cool to see you like being involved uh you know again as a teacher i think that's really great no, oh, thanks, man. I appreciate what you just said there. You know, I, I think I try to put a sort of humanity in my music, even though I'm I do enjoy, you know, doing unusual stuff, I'm, I, creative stuff, you know, stuff that uh, is maybe intellectually stimulating too. But I, I like to have a voice in there that people can connect with, like a good melody, you know, or just yeah. the, the chords I like to use, you know. So I think maybe that's what makes you want to learn it or something too. You know, it's just that sort of it's connection. Really, yeah. you can, yeah, very human. Yeah. That's that's a good that's a good point. I guess you would know what your uh, songwriting is all about, wouldn't it? It's <laughs> best, best place to ask, huh? Best place. That's great, man. That's great. So, yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's neat. So, was the teaching thing with this platform Fire TV was that something you already had in the works, or is that was that as a kind of a result? Is like, hey, I've got some extra time here to focus on this. Yeah, I, well, I had done a a course with them before. So, what that is is like. I, I taught how to play, I think, maybe, you know, six or seven of my songs. And then if you wanted, you could go to True Fire and you can buy that course. And so then you get the videos and you can do that whole thing um, and learn the tunes. But then this whole idea of having a channel where it's sort of actively I'm putting new videos on every week. And um, that was just kind of brought to me um, 
I guess, yeah, maybe when this all kind of started, you know, um, so back in spring. Yeah, because I feel yeah. like a lot of people were already, you know, like we already were prepared. Like we've been doing the podcast already. So it was like, okay, now we just got more time to do it. A lot of people are into the home recording and stuff. You know what I mean? Um, so I think there was like a lot of people that took an opportunity to like help people that maybe weren't doing that and get it, get it out there, you know? Um, cause I've been mm-hmm. seeing a lot of artists. I mean, even, you know, Mike Mangini in front of the show, he, he's doing these master classes, you know, mm-hmm. I mean the shit, the, I'm a big barbecue guy. Uh, oh, right. I love, I love the barbecue and like, uh, Franklin, you know, from, from Franklin barbecue, he has like this master class course that you can, you know, sign up for and it's like a 16 hour video course that of like that teaches you everything this guy you know what i mean and it's like well i probably could learn something from that and we're just we're like just starting to scratch the surface on like how powerful a tool this this new medium is for education and um remote like even things like this yeah. like this podcast where you know um it's it's fun and it's silly and yeah we can talk about steven seagal's ass or whatever and but you know, the, the, it it it's also there's there's ways to to use that to help you know teach something every now and then, which is cool. Um, yeah, for sure, yeah, for sure. So yeah, so um, I know you know I, I was playing some of some of your tunes for Daryl, and I you know on, on the topic of tunes, I was saying to my fiance, well, I was thinking as I was watching this to my fiance, saying tunes is so cool. I gotta I gotta say that more. I think that's like. I love that. <laughs> it's just songs. Yeah, it's of so, I'm like songs is so. Ugh. I'm a tune guy. I'm a tune guy now. Songs is so '93. Yeah. We don't yeah. do songs anymore. Yeah. Well, it just it just feels it just encapsulates it better. Tunes. I think. You know what I mean? I, I like yeah. saying it myself yeah. right now. Like yeah, tunes. I think I know what you mean, man. Because I'm pretty sure the actual the the definition of a song is it has to have lyrics. So right. really calling what I do a tune is, is more appropriate anyway. So. Right. Cause it's, it's yeah. like a, it's like a melody you could hum along to or instrumental or, awesomeness or whatever. Yeah, um, I like that. <laughs> it's great. But, uh, you know, Daryl, you know, Daryl's, uh, I've, I've brought him into my world a mm-hmm. lot with, with music dream theater, especially, you know, we have a mutual love for dream theater, you know, Andy and I, mm-hmm. of course. And, um, brought yeah. Daryl to his first dream theater show. His mind was blown. You it, know, it was, um, still right. is, still you is blown. <laughs> It's cool. A, <laughs> which, when did you go? Which which show? Which show was it? So it was uh, April of last of uh, 2019. Yep. So it was uh, okay. Distance Over Time tour. Mm-hmm. So they were, you know, and you know what's crazy is, um, so that day, you know, Mike Mangini said something along the lines of like, yeah, this is like the best I've ever played. And I was like, all right, that's awesome. I believe you, you know, because of, why wouldn't you? I mean, but it's just to me, it's just like, that's so cool that you know that that's the best you've ever played, you know, and um, and and he can quantify it because of his practice routine and all this mm-hmm. stuff. He knows if he's the mm-hmm. best. And then like six months later, we see him. He's like, "Let me tell you something. I'm at a. I'm playing even better than I played last time. I'm. It's. <laughs> let me know what you think." And I was like, "Yes, sir." You know, and I'm like, "Holy shit!" He found that guy. Like, and the, I I say this because like the thing I've I'm so amazed by them, all of them, is they're always like pushing themselves to, to do better. And like, that is such a great example for musicians, you know, uh, or anyone really. I mean, if you're an athlete or a student or just, just anybody that yeah. constant, constant pressure to improve and, oh, yeah. and desire to improve. Um, it's amazing. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's always inspiring for me, you know, whenever I get to be around those guys. And um, I think the last time I was out with them, we were in Europe, and I think that was just last year. Time time is a bit of a, yeah. I don't know, it's, it's like time, I don't know time is relative <laughs> at this yeah. point. But, uh, it, you know, was, we did some shows in Europe, and uh, and uh, they're just, they're always just so amazing, you know, they're, they're, they're always on top of their game they're they're always you know shredding right before they get on stage they're just playing through everything and and then they get on stage and just kill it every night and it's really impressive yeah they they don't uh i mean i'm sure they miss a miss a beat but it's hard to find it if if it happens they're uh, <laughs> and you know i saw tool in the last day i think tool was probably the last concert i saw up till nam um you know and all the pageantry that goes on there but uh, they were the same way. That was just like a powerful, powerful concert experience. But um, all this to say that, you know, Andy, you are one of the guys, the, one of the artists, the talents um, that I've kind of brought into Daryl's domain. Oh, yeah. And he's, uh, yeah. He want, I know he's he's got something to say yeah, about it. So. I'm like, I'm like chopping it. I'm yeah, like rubbing me, my, my Dar- knees Daryl, right now. Daryl's, now, now, and now <laughs> Andy, to, like, before, stay and, and just, you know, for our audience and for your audience, of course, that's listening to the Everyman Podcast for the first time. Daryl is a, he's a former NFL player, professional athlete. He's a, he's a, a producer for NFL films and his, his specialty is breaking things down on a, on a critical level, yeah. on a technical level. And it's always Absolutely. very, it's always very interesting. So that's, let me preface that with this man is a professional break it downer. So, so, so basically, basically all that means is I'm a giant toddler. So, um, <laughs> and, and and I I missed you during the first podcast. So like again, I'm I'm literally sitting over here rubbing my legs. Like I can't wait to say something to Andy about this. So, um, first and foremost, I am a super fan of your work, and I love being on this podcast for the simple reason that, like Justin says, he brings me into his world about music. I Listen, I, I came into this thing like a newborn baby, smooth mind, no myelin layer, and then the first, my first episode into the music game was Dream Theater. Boom. Like, it was, it was over. Like, everything. I couldn't even fit into the seats, but I didn't care. Yeah, that was the funny thing. Did you ever been to the Tower Theater? It was just theater? so awesome. The, the, the Tower no, Theater, it's, it's like a 200-year, almost 200-year-old theater, and, so, and the seats in the, in the top are, you know, 1920s oh, ass size. Ridiculous. Like oh, half of my cheek, like crazy. one of them, like fit in the, the actual seat. So I, I, I kind of like was standing up most yeah. of the time. But it's a squat. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I gotta preface this, Andy. I'm gonna fanboy out on you right now. I really am. Okay. So I just want you to just deal with this because it's, it's, right, it's man. gonna be. You're just gonna have to take this one because I missed you the first about. time. So I'm gonna go. I, have, I got, I got notes. Like this is, this is gonna be real. <laughs> so. First and foremost, I'm going to go from back to forward, right? Today, Justin sends me the notes about the podcast, right? And I'm having, like, the shittiest work day known to mankind. Like, I'm getting stuff from everywhere at NFL Films. I'm looking left. I'm looking right. I'm like, please, no more emails. <laughs> and then Justin sends me this this text message. He's like, this, you know, got to check out, you know, Andy's stuff. And I'm like, I'm looking like, cool, cool, Africa and Into the Ocean and you know, uh, you know, all these awesome, you know, tracks. And I'm, I'm, I go into one and the way my mind works is if I like one, like, I'm like, I need the discography like yesterday and I'm going to go yeah. into it. So like I hit what I like to call at work, the nope button. So when I hit the nope button, that means whatever comes my way. Nope, not having it. I'm actually going to be doing what I want to do, 
which is listen to all five of your albums and the EP, <laughs> and I don't give a shit what comes across my, my table, because that's just what happened today. So that's what I did. I, I, for Literally from like noon to like 7 p.m. Like I'm just listening to everything you ever did. And like, oh, bro, wow. Wow. You are an artist, man. Like musical mosaics all across the place. This thing is amazing. And again, everything is an intellectual exercise for me. So like Brother Jay says, hey, get in the Cosmic Canoe. I'm in the Cosmic Canoe, Cosmic Canoe and I'm learning about this. I'm learning about percussives. I'm learning about the tonal energy and synergy of sound. I'm, I'm, I'm learning about, uh, you know, uh, musical indentations and stuff like that. And I'm sitting here listening to Joyland 2010. And bro, how do you two-hand strum, right? And then do the percussive slaps and palms back on the guitar and just rock out like that. It's amazing. <laughs> like it blows my mind to see you do that. And before I, before I go too crazy here, look. So I wrote this down. Number one. Joyland, unbelievable, love it. Blue Liquid, amazing. I don't know how you did that. It was amazing. It was awesome. Um, everybody wants to rule the more. You crushed. Can I? Do, I'm gonna do this. You crushed it. You crushed <laughs> that song, bro. You crushed it. And then here's the tears for fears. Dude, number seven, Hunter's mm-hmm. Moon. That's the dopest name for a track I have ever heard. Hunter's oh, okay. Moon. That's amazing. And then we come back with Layover. So the one thing I love about Layover is you know like when you're at an airport and you just you got shit to do because you're waiting right i don't know if this actually is kind of what you were going with for with it but it's the this is the soundtrack from going from your seat being anxious you you, you're waiting on your plane you go to starbucks you grab some you come back and you're like if this is the track that's playing in my mind i didn't know it until i actually heard it but this is the (laughs) track that's actually playing in your mind when you're doing it right so you're like uh, only three minutes you know like only like really only but this is amazing right and then we go to (laughs) art of motion 2005 into the ocean awesome rylan can you tell me like what was the impetus behind that because that is beautiful yeah, man. That was freaking uh, well, beautiful. I, quickly, I want to mention, too, actually, Layover, just so you know, is actually it was a tune written by Michael Hedges. I wish I could say I wrote that one, but uh, uh, that may that may have been his inspiration for that, though. I'm not sure, but uh, he's one of my big influences, and I wanted to pay tribute to him. He, he passed away back in 1997, uh, so that ended up on the album. But anyway, uh, yeah, Rylin is uh, a tune that uh, uh, I dedicated to a friend of mine. Um, when sadly he had, he had a young daughter that had passed away and, and, uh, that was her name. And, you know, they just kind of invented the name and I thought it'd be great just to use it as a tribute, uh, to the memory of her. And so I just used her name for the title. That's amazing, man. Yeah. Kudos yeah. for that. That's amazing. And my <clears throat> favorite album of all is Nocturne. And so when you go down the research angle and then you find out it's only 1,000 copies were ever produced and it's no longer in circulation. So I'm sitting here like, what, what do you mean? This thing is <laughs> like, it should still be like on the shelves right now. Like this is, this is, this should not be a, a situation that we're experiencing. Right. And practice is perfect. Number two, seven, 14, number three and array is, am I saying that right? Array is, is that the, uh, it's pronounced Uray. Uray. My apologies. Uray. And I'm yeah. I'm looking up that word. It's like Native American word means arrow, right? Is that it's, is that correct? It's, it's a small town in Colorado. Yeah, uh, not too far from Telluride. And yeah, I, I'd gone there with some friends on a spring break, like when I was 16 or 17 or something, and just loved it. Um, 
And that was the first tune I ever wrote for acoustic guitar, actually, Mure, so. Yeah, and the reason I love, like, that's my favorite album is because it's so there's this thing about firsts with anything right so the first thing you do the first thing you, you, you just you just pour your whole soul into that thing right and i'm the same way at nfl films some of the first cuts i've ever done like i would stack that up with the things i'm doing right now any day just because i know on the first time out i just poured my whole self into it and mm -hmm. this that album was kind of like it just felt like you poured your whole self into it and your ray honestly out of all the the best ofs that you can see on YouTube to me this is just to me personally when I watch you play that you ha you're having so much fucking fun bro like <laughs> so much fun dude. I'm like just just everything and ev and like literally the the tonal highs from the succession on the strip boom and then you just back it down and then I'm like oh man it's like it's if if I were to try to quantify it it's like it's it's the sound or kind of like a tone that just makes you smile right like from the back of your neck like on the the tip at the top right there and you're just like man i just can't i just so i'm in the office i'm having this shitty day and like i'm listening to your ray and i'm just like man this is this is just what i needed you know and so i don't know i'm, I'm gushing right now but like dude you're amazing man yeah i really appreciate that man. you know and i i definitely know what you mean too about that that passion that you have on your first kind of oh, delivery dude, yeah you know? yeah um and so to be, you know, I've, I've been a little bit of a dry well on the, uh, the new music, unfortunately, but there, there's, a, there's a kind of a reason behind it. And it's because I'm wanting that sort of really intense sort of feeling yeah. uh, to, to be there. And I don't want to fake it, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, and, I, and so I've been writing things over the years and mm -hmm. some of it I'm, I'm slowly curating into the next album, you know, because yeah. some of it, when I listen back to it, it's like, eh, it's, you know, it doesn't really have what I, what it needs. And so I'm just, it's taken a while, but um, when it's out, you know, it'll, it'll be worth it, I think. So. Well, the cool thing is from Nocturne, and this is kind of another reason why I think, and, I'm just, and then I'll be done. Cause this, but anyway, so like you just, <laughs> it's like, here's the thing. It's, it's, you're saying like, hey, it's just trying to that dry well. But it's like every album that came after Nocturne, right? You're like, you know, I'm just sprinkling a little bit of Nocturne on here. Let me put 714 right there. Let me just. Let me put this over here, or you know, let me let me let me put your Ray right here, you know, and and, and, <laughs> yeah. and you know some of it's, it's some of your other albums, and I'm like, dude, this was a nocturne, like originally, like this is he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's there, sprinkling it all over. I love it. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of reasons for that, man. Like because, like you said, I mean, I only had a thousand copies of that made like yeah. way back 2001, um, and then I ended up on this independent record label for a while called Candy Rat Records, and mm -hmm. so when they wanted to release an album, I was like, well, I've got I've already released a couple of things independently which was you know Dreamcatcher and nocturne and so it was you know they were like well why don't we just take some tunes from that and that mm -hmm. and we'll just make this new album it'll be the candy rat release so that was art of motion uh plus a couple of other ones that that weren't released yet were mm -hmm. on there um but then the next one gates and omeria there were still some that you know were on these records that were just kind of forgotten by time and so i was like well let's put them on put the rest of them on gates and omeria so that's kind of how that ended up getting on the uh, other disc but. dude i tell you what i was just i was i wasn't loving it though because i was like this is from nocturne this is awesome so yeah it's just me. <laughs> yeah i was listening to your the the live book album today and uh you know you're talking about that song and how i'm, I'm curious about this black panther that oh. uh that graced the cover so it wasn't your idea huh Oh no, man! Yeah, I was, I was just. You think he was going for like, like a Michael Jackson type, uh, <laughs> you know? Dude, I, I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I was really, I had to be like pressured into even putting an album out, and it was like the, the guy that 
<laughs> that uh, was ran the, the the front cash register at the music store that I taught at. He was like, "You should do an album," and I was like, "Okay," because uh, I had started writing stuff, you know. And so he told me about uh, a guy with a record studio and we could record at, you know. And so we did that, and then it was like, he's like, "Well, I know another guy who's a photographer, you know. Maybe you could get like the cover with this guy." And so. You know, he had this idea to shoot this picture, you know, at nighttime since the album was going to be called Nocturne. And so we went out to this, you know, cool tree that he thought was pretty cool or whatever. And so I just stood <laughs> next to the tree with my guitar. And he tried to be cool, right? On, you know? Cool, dude. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, dude. I'll tell, tell you, that's the one, uh, you know, and speaking from my experience, uh, when you're starting the band the first time or you st- that first time, you know, when you're you're doing all these things and all the weird people you uh hey i know this guy that does this and you're like okay because you don't know anything you know you don't know any better and then and then it's like oh no 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 i'm not but like by the time you've been doing it for 10 years you're like you're like a your your bullshit detectors is pretty yeah, spider you know? sense <laughs> but there's just that sweet you know that sweet moment of time where you're like okay i'll i'll stand sure. by this tree sure no yeah. way this could go wrong exactly it wasn't like Hey, have you ever done any album covers right. before? Or you know, was or he's got a nice said, camera. <laughs> yeah, he's got a good camera, you know. <laughs> it's got one of those flash things on it. That was always my. I was like, well, you know, he's got a fucking thing. Yeah. yeah. Or, or if, well, he's got a lens that goes on the camera, so yeah. that must be good. Oh, he's probably got a lot of experience. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. I can tell exactly. by the lens he has a lot of experience. Yeah, that's a that's a. You know, I said this uh, to Tommy Rogers a couple weeks ago. You know, they don't they didn't show that in the movie Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg. You know the uh, the uh, you know photographer mix ups and the uh, goofballery that that goes on. <laughs> yeah. it's, you know, I, I missed where that was. That was uh, I was I'm like, excuse me, where's my limo? And uh, <laughs> yeah. it's great for that. Yep, yep. So, uh, so, dude, you know, I always, I always um, take a look at uh, social media, you know, a little bit, and uh, just to see what what's popping, you know. And uh, before we have a, a guest on, and I saw your your post with your with your sweet mask, because obviously, you know, the Everman Podcast, we encourage you guys to uh, mask it up. You know, mask if you're uh, doing your thing, just mask it up. And um, you're talking about like, hey, man. I get to look like Sub Zero here, and then when and then somebody put a Photoshop up of you uh, in in combat ready stance with yeah. uh, with your mask on it was beautiful, and yeah. it got me thinking. You know, uh, that's a pretty deep cut reference there. Are you are you a big Mortal Kombat fan? Yeah, pretty big. I mean, I've got you know um, the, the two most recent ones was eleven and yeah. ten, I guess. Love eleven. Um, yeah. You know, and back when it came out, you know, I was I was blown away and. You know, before that, Street Fighter, but oh yeah, <laughs> this guy's a yeah, great Street dude. Fighter. Who's your guy? Oh, yeah. Who's your guy? Who's your guy? Oh man, I'm a Ken guy. Oh, you're a Ken guy, dude. I'm, dude, I'm, I'm a Ryu, Ken, and Guile. Those are those like, dude. If if you try to jump on, it's over. It's over for your life force, man. You might as well just watch your energy gauge go down. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, bad. Perfect. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah, one day he <laughs> he comes over. <laughs> I had just gotten the the Street Fighter collection for Switch, and he's like, "Oh yeah, let me see." Uh, he's never played this controller or whatever, and he's just like, just like firing off these combos, and I'm like, "Oh okay, I guess all this because uh, nobody nobody understands like because so my so like my um my god brother he actually was a he ended up being a competitive gamer, and that was his like like we used to always tell him. 
Ian, you, you, you're down there playing games for too long. Like, you got to pay attention to school. He's like, no, I'm going to finish this 10-year combo. And then, like, me and, me and his older brother were just like, yeah, we're just going to pay attention and just, you know, do our thing, right? So we, he goes to the military. My, 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 best, my, my best friend, Ivan, he goes to the military. He becomes a nurse. Ian is a, a co- competitive video game player going around the world. Like, all those times where we said, like, get, a, get away from the TV and, and he's making a six-figure salary yep. at, at, you know, should've, eSports. Should have stayed in front of the TV. <laughs> oh, you, know, oh, you know what I mean? And, like, and, it's, and I'm just sitting there like, I can I can tell him nothing. He's making more than I do. So it's just like, you <laughs> know, with sponsors. Games, yeah. Just playing video games. So, But no, like yeah, with, with Street Fighter, nobody understood like the cross combos. Once that happens, it's, you're just locked in there, you know? So <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah, awesome. man, that's I, I got. I, that's when I first got into like fighting games, and then you know when we saw Mortal Kombat in the oh, arcades, it was just like dude. it was like seeing uh, you know like Kickboxer or <laughs> like Blood Bloodsport, you know, like yeah. come, come how life. like how impactful was the uh, film on you? Does that have one? a special place exactly? Does that have <laughs> either of them? Uh, <laughs> yeah, do they not have a special place in your heart or what? They do. They totally do. Dude, um, maybe even more, you know, Bloodsport. I, I still love that film. I love the music too. I mean, it's all it's those awesome. movies, man. They all had great, yeah. great music. Yeah, everything dude. was yeah. uh, everything was over the top. But yeah, that that uh, Mortal Kombat movie with uh, what's his name, Robin Shu. Oof, great, great film. And then Annihilation, miss, Annihilation you know, with that, films. yeah, with that CGI, that horrible CGI, dude, so good. Have you no, seen yeah, the, like the, the animation? The like spear was like an animal or something. Oh uh, yeah, some kind <laughs> of reptile was reptile was super scary. You know what? I went and saw a, I saw Mortal Kombat in a drive-in movie theater. It was that and Waterworld. Mm. Oh, that's pretty good, yeah. man. That's pretty good. Talk about a talk about nice. a double header. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, yeah, those are those are great films. We're excited. They got a new Mortal Kombat yeah. coming out next year. But uh, the fighting games, they you know, I got hooked on uh, you know obviously Mortal Kombat ten and eleven, love eleven, and I was doing those Towers of Time. And then when they had like the ranking system, I was like, oh, I love a good ranking system, you know. So uh, I just spent all my time doing it, and uh, we got to like the top. Point eight percentile of high scores on there, which was pretty. I had a pretty. I was pretty wow. proud there for for a week. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but that oh, and, cool, and justice. Uh, the, those those fighting games. They just activate a certain weird part of my brain with all the combos and the blocking and the speed. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know quite what's wrong with me. That. Uh, that <laughs> There's nothing wrong with you. That's beautiful. Yeah. It's it's absolutely a, nothing yeah, wrong with you. I've got a beautiful yeah, mind. That's great. Something wrong with me. I, I got to admit. I, lately, I've been playing Sims Four. Oh, like a, like dude! A teenage girl, or something. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I'm like addicted. What's uh? What do you? What are you? Uh? Are you, yeah, tell us about the Sims. What's tell you now? You you can't just. Are you flu? Are you fluent no, in sim- simlage? No, no. Yeah. So so. I'm not gonna talk about it anymore. <laughs> so what kind of what kind of Sims? What kind of sim world are you are you building? Is are you a are you a peaceful leader? Is this like a are you you know like are you are you are you, are you dropping people in swimming pools? Like tell us about I your sim a, life. I got a secret agent, man. He's he's pretty high level now, almost maxed out. You know. You know, so got a sweet little secret agent headquarters in the basement and a workout room and a sauna upstairs. You know, it's pretty cool. Are you, are you using the expansion packs? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> D- d- are you are you fluent in like simlage? So like, have you like equidado, limado, sim sim, sim sim? Oh my goodness! You know, oh, I, anyway. I get, <laughs> yeah, I get, I get. Uh, there's a game, Cities, that's like Sim City, and I have to keep it off my hard drive because otherwise I get sucked into it, and it just, you know, there goes thirty hours. You know what I mean? 
but, oh, where uh, you like build a city up. Oh and yeah, yeah. And you're like doing yeah. residential zoning, industrial zoning, and, and start setting laws, and you know, don't no cut these back. trees down. It's pretty fun. It's oh, pretty yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, so I try to I try to keep myself uh, on a short leash there. So, um, so you know. <laughs> Oh man, only on the Everyman podcast, right? That's, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. the only place you get that that side of Andy McKee. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe you know you could start a career on Twitch as like a Sims streamer. That could be, uh, you know. Yeah, you know, man. I actually I started a Twitch account when this whole thing started out, and yeah. uh, and I thought, you know, I've always been way into games, you know, since I was probably five or six, and I obviously still really enjoy games. Um, and I tried it a couple times, and man, it, for me, it's just not. I don't, I don't know. It's not for me because for me, games are kind of an escape. Yeah, you know? there you go. I know. You so turn like it into play, professional time. I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's I know. It just didn't feel good to me. So I, I, I kind of gave up on it. But uh, anyway. Yeah, it's a it's a special breed. I it's yeah. There's a lot of a lot of cool music on there though. For for, I like. There's this guy that plays accordion on there. Uh, it's called mm-hmm. Happy Time Radio. Check him out. It's this Italian guy. And he just plays accordion like nine hours a day, and it's incredibly peaceful. Um, yeah, impressive. Okay. So, so uh, as we uh, as we start to wind down here, we got a couple things uh, that we're that we've got planned here today. So, a new a new segment we've been doing here on the Everyman Podcast is the teaching the Everyman. So, this is where we kind of give you uh, you know an opportunity to give us a little lesson on something. It could be whatever you want. So, Andy, take take whatever time you want to uh, teach us a little something. Okay, maybe a couple things I can talk about just real quick. Um, I think uh, one thing maybe could be helpful for people, uh, especially in these uncertain times, uh, would be maybe to to get into meditation a little bit if you've never tried it before or thought about it. Um, It's something that I do sometimes and uh, really helps to calm me down um, because – you know, I'll be honest with you. Sometimes it's depressing a bit. You know, these days you just you can't go do whatever you want, or you're you're you know thinking about what, when's this all going to change or whatever. And so, <laughs> I find that meditation kind of helps me chill out. You know, and so, uh, and I would just recommend you know try to find a quiet place where you can just sit and just try to be silent and still listen to your breath for maybe ten minutes. You know, and, and not. Not do anything else. Try not to think about much except your breathing. Um, and then work it up maybe to 20 minutes and just see how you feel. Just that, even after that, you can be surprised how more calm you are. Um, so uh, that would be something I'd, I'd recommend to people to try. And then um, I, I don't know if there's going to be a lot of guitar players tuning in, but maybe one thing I could talk about with the guitar. I've got Ooh. one here, incidentally. Oh, there it is. Look at that beauty. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, this is uh, my It's like a mystic tone. dream finish. Yeah, it kind of is. It's, it goes from purple to green. Oh, cool. Because of the color shift on it. Um, Beautiful. But uh, with guitar playing, something I would recommend uh, that people think about uh, is dynamics. Sometimes that's uh, something that people don't think about till later, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you've already mastered playing fast or uh, learned a bunch of scales or whatever, is to think about uh, the way that you're playing uh, as far as, like, uh, controlling the volume and dynamics uh, of the notes you're playing. So um, it can really add a lot of character and life to the music. I think that's kind of what separates a pretty good performance to like a great one. When you can hear somebody really uh, controlling that sort of nuance of each note and how loud they're playing it and they're accenting certain ones. So um, just as an example, like uh, maybe since this is the baritone, um, my tune, Evan Coast, I could do a little bit of that. 
and maybe show how dynamics can make it more interesting. So, uh, so I don't know if you can see here, but we'll try it. standard everything's just kind of one dynamic really but i'll try to control it a little bit more and you can kind of hear how it changes the music So just by like doing those little sort of changes, yeah. it brings the music kind of to life, you know, and it's not all just kind of one attack and one volume all the way across. So something to think about. Something Sick! To, something to think about <laughs> indeed. And, uh, you know, I love that. I love the meditation. I'm going to try that because it's something I struggle with, you know, keeping the fucking beast, you know, yeah. in the cage. Yeah. And, uh, I'm gonna give that a try. Thank you for uh, thank you for sharing that with the every man and the every woman here in the Cosmic Canoe. Dude, My that's pleasure, awesome. Man. I hope it helps. Yeah, I think it will. So, um, you know, we've we've talked, we've we've been through so much, Andy. We've been through so much. We have, man. Um, it's been it's been an awesome it's been an awesome conversation, man. Truly, uh, you know, uh, I respect you immensely. You know, I I I just I'm amazed at the the stuff that you do. And uh, I just genuinely appreciate your time, and Hell thanks yeah. for sharing it with our audience. And, and, and I, I'm happy to share it with my big bro, yeah. DC over here. Um, man, pleasure to meet you, man. You yeah. too, bro. And, and and I can't wait till these uncertain circumstances are over, and uh, I'll hit you up uh, when you're when you're coming through the Philadelphia region, and we'll we'll get to see you in person. Yeah, um, that's great. And uh, you know what we, we can we we can get down. So, um, you know you, you special. It's a special occasion. You're here, and. Uh, what do you say? Play us off a little bit with a little piece of, of uh, whatever's on your heart, you know, and uh, tell us a little bit about it, and uh, we'll catch you all next week. Sounds good. All right, man. So, well, since I'm already in the tuning, I'm, yeah, I might as well just go ahead and continue with uh, Epic Coast, give you some more of that. Let's hit it. All right. <laughs> Thank you.